welcome to part two. <laughs> Here we um, are. Yeah, I was really serious about that. Um, so yeah, uh, this is going to be part two of our of our political talk. I'm here with John Camulata. What happened was we sat down and then 17 hours went by. And it, <laughs> we was, actually, just all, it was just all really good stuff. So. <laughs> we actually watched the entire uh, yeah. Roosevelt, Ken <laughs> Burns documentary. And all of the West Wing. And all of the West Wing. Yeah. This is actually coming to you months later in the future. <laughs> Trump is now president. He's actually not bad. <laughs> Turns out we were yeah, worrying. We were worried for, for no nothing. reason. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really good. He changed his hairstyle. Everyone was on board with that. Yeah, he went looks to a, great. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, you know, you know what? I actually forgot to mention this. Uh, the thing that I really like about the fact that Donald Trump is running, if he if he does become president, yeah, one thing I can take comfort in is that he will be forever known as Donald Trump, the oldest president. Yeah, he's the oldest president. He is the yeah, if, that's right because he I always forget that is now seventy. Mm-hmm. Which is a by the time he becomes president, he will be two years older than Reagan, who right. is our oldest president. Right. right. Um, How old is Bernie? Bernie's seven, actually older. He's seventy-four. He's older. Okay. So no matter what, uh, as long as as long as Hillary isn't there, because I don't even count Cruz, um, as long as Hillary <laughs> isn't there, uh, we will have the oldest president we've ever had. Interesting. Yeah. Possibly our first Jewish president. Yeah. Possibly our first Oompa Loompa president, too. Um, <laughs> America's first orange president. <laughs> orange head to toe. Because yeah. um, I just know he will hate that. Yeah. I know he will hate being the oldest president. Yeah. There's just no getting around the it. The oldest, tiniest handed <laughs> president. <laughs> anyway, uh, enjoy the rest of our talk. Honestly, though... I'd rather, I've talked about this a lot too. I, I think I'd prefer Trump to Cruz. Trump's a clown. Cruz is actually dangerous. Yeah. Because like one thing in particular, like um, Trump supports like, or doesn't overwhelmingly support, but like isn't, is okay with abortion in cases of like rape and incest. Right. Whereas Cruz is not. Cruz is like hardcore no, like under no circumstances. So it's things like that yeah. combined with Cruz has, is actually a politician. Right. Um, so it's either like a really insane, dangerous clown that might like break some stuff or like a very calculated, experienced politician with like yeah. even more dangerous. To be completely views. honest, I don't think Cruz has a chance in hell. Like I, yeah, I, I there's know. just part of me that's just like, no one's even paying attention to this guy. But maybe that's what makes him dangerous. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, everyone's so busy looking at the clown. Yeah. They don't see the guy that's, like, yeah. putting and right now, poison he, in their he's, soup. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> hateful Eight reference. Oh, I didn't even eight? think of that. No, I didn't even <laughs> yeah. think of that. Um, everyone's too busy looking at Samuel L. Jackson yeah. to realize the real shit yeah. is going down. They don't notice the coffee. Just yeah. got poisoned. They so, don't realize that Channing Tatum... So Quentin Tarantino <laughs> comes in and personally tells the audience... What <laughs> Did you see that movie? I did. I what well, was with I that? really hated it. I really did not like it <laughs> yeah, at all. The filmmaker comes in and says, by the way, uh, yeah, just to here's, let you here's know. the plot. <laughs> in case cuz I didn't do a yeah. good job showing you or just just in case I uh, don't know how to make a film. <laughs> uh, here's what's going on, everybody. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't write this as a 45-minute scene. <laughs> So I'm just going to tell you what's happening. Uh, yeah, I couldn't give Kurt Russell this giant monologue about this right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just, I'm just telling I'm just yeah. telling you what's going on right so now. He's in the edit like, oh, yeah. shit, I forgot, to, <laughs> I forgot to fucking explain the coffee. 
uh, can we ADR it? <laughs> can we can we have someone saying like, like is it okay to get Bruce Dern in here to ADR? Hey, what's going on with the coffee? <laughs> but no, no, he's too busy paying attention to Samuel Jackson. Uh, Kurt Russell can't do it because then that ruins the plot. Samuel really, Jackson really busy should talking. not have made this movie in one room. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing Man. to cut to. No one, everyone else is either in on it or just gonna die. Ah, oh, fuck! Shit! 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 All right, fuck it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> um, I, I forgot, forgot what we were saying. saying. <laughs> oh, uh, Cruz. Yeah, Cruz. So yeah. the weird thing is right now, um, Cruz is basically the guy who is the not Trump candidate. And the establishment Republicans are having to go, all right, I, I endorse Ted Cruz. Right. I hate Ted Cruz, but I, we just can't have Trump because Trump breaks this machine that we've that we're trying to run you know you know who ted cruz reminds me of a lot he reminds the zodiac me killer? what the zodiac killer <laughs> <laughs> <Have> you, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> have you seen that meme on the internet no no i haven't that's like a big thing what so what tell me what it is just that he looks like an old police sketching <laughs> of the zodiac killer really <laughs> yeah that would be the greatest end to that david fincher movie that would be amazing yeah. if ted cruz just comes up over yeah. like a, a hedge or something and is just like <laughs> looking around and then goes back down and yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run for president <laughs> Jesus told me to um, but no Ted Cruz reminds me of the news anchor Muppet oh yeah I, yeah, yeah. I don't know why totally. but he just has like that face yep. and that like <laughs> voice yeah, like that weird mouth yeah he, yeah, like yeah, it's it, it's yeah. eerie. He, I mean, he looks like a drawing of a politician. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he looks like a political cartoon. Do you watch um, House of Cards at all? Yeah, I do. Did you watch the most recent season? I did. Yeah. Like I remember thinking this as I was watching it, but also. The I think it actually might have been Kevin Spacey has come out and said this same thing, but basically like in this most recent season without spoiling anything, like shit goes way crazier than oh, like, yeah. it ever has in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um like like really crazy. Like they turned it up to like eleven, twelve. <laughs> yeah. Um and I remember thinking like as I was watching it, like they couldn't have like this would be a farce. This would be an absurd <laughs> show. Yeah. If, <laughs> like, you know, Donald Trump didn't exist. Right, but like, right. If the election wasn't currently as insane as it is, or if mm-hmm. the political system isn't as completely bonkers as it is right now. Yeah. Like, this is, like, really towing the line between, like, major fantasy and, like, actually pretty <laughs> realistic <laughs> depiction of yeah, like, how the it, system it's, works. It's almost like... It's almost like nothing really surprises me yeah. that's going on where I'm like, yeah, this would happen. Yeah. This would happen. Yeah. Or like there's never been, a, there has not been a moment in House of Cards where I haven't been like, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like everything is yeah. fairly plausible. Yeah. Like, it, Which is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a part of me in season three, like I found season three a little boring because yeah. I felt at that point he had nothing to really fight against. Yeah. Which is awful because he's a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. But uh, in in season three, I was like, well, now he's president. What has he really got to? Yeah. He's got he's got no enemies now. Yeah. Oh, look, the 
the well, president you, of Russia is going to be a problem. Yeah. Boo. boo. <laughs> but this season was like like way made up for it. Yeah. Like it was. And they brought everybody back and like yeah. people came out of the woodwork to yeah. Yeah, it was fucking. And I think crazy. actually the problem was that he didn't have anything to fight for. Right. Because like there were plenty of people he was fighting against, but he didn't have that thing. That but he it, was yeah, like there aiming was. For. Yeah, there was no like master plan. Yeah. Like it was all just like trying to keep everything afloat yeah it wasn't exactly. just like there was no end game where you're like oh shit yeah we're like rooting back. for him to be yeah, like oh, yeah. what if he pulls this off yeah um and that's actually a problem that i think remained in season four um there was a lot more scheming he's, he's much more like just keeping his head above water trying yeah. to survive this thing instead of like manipulating his way up i all right spoiler alert uh for season four house of cards okay. but i i think once he got shot yeah the show became much better like, i agree yeah like once he got that was shot, a good way for everybody to like take a breath yeah reset yeah reset because at that point once he gets shot and then at the end of that comes out because because if you think about it at the beginning of the series what's he trying to do just get elected president yeah but once he gets shot then he's also trying to get elected president and get his wife elected vice president. And yeah. that's where the scheming starts. Yeah. And that if there's one thing House of Cards is good at, it is scheming. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like once all of those like back channel deals and like the thing with uh the thing with like Catherine Martin and the that's your name, right? Catherine Martin? Catherine Dunbar? Catherine Dunbar. Catherine Martin is <laughs> I think Catherine Martin is the uh, woman that gets abducted in Silence of the Lambs. You <laughs> <laughs> oh. know she was in that show. <laughs> oh, good, good to see she's working. Um, <laughs> good to see she got out of that hole. And made it all the way to Secretary of State. Who yeah, would have wow. guessed? Doesn't affect her work at all. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter just comes in <laughs> and he goes to Hannibal Lecter in one scene just to like consult on a, on a, on a case. Um, <laughs> That would that would be an interesting. Uh, That'd be a, uh, an interesting way to go. If, like if if uh, Kevin's if uh, Frank Underwood and Hannibal Lecter teamed up for a scene, that would be pretty. Intense. Yeah, like Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, w- once it gets into like that stuff where where they're trying to go behind Catherine Dunbar's back and yeah, yeah, yeah. and like fix it all and just being like no kathy this is all gonna work out for you i don't know what's going on with claire like that's the stuff where i was like oh shit exactly it's it's you're actually right i never thought about it in that context but it it was the shooting that like brought everything together it was like such a big trauma yeah that even his wife was like all right let's take a step back right we work better together let's like yeah 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 and then he was like forward he was like, yeah, you're right. We do work that yeah. together. Let's get fucking get you in the yeah, vice president exactly. office. You know what? I'm in. Like, I've <laughs> yeah. seen my own mortality. Like, right. Let's just fucking take over the world. And then... Uh, and, and everything gets reset. And they even, like, figured out... I was so happy about this. They figured out, like, the talking to the camera thing again. Yeah. Because it was almost like they forgot why they do that. Right. And then in season four, he, he does it in the same way he does in season one. And it just yeah. feels really narratively, like, necessary and, like, really useful yeah 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 i actually i missed it for a long time i was like i was like where why isn't he talking to the camera ever i think for the first two episodes he didn't in the fourth season at least in the first two episodes he didn't yeah until he has that big monologue while he's making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich which is awesome 
Well, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this seems unnecessary. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm glad he's talking to us again, but I'm bored. Like he's not, <laughs> like he's not telling me anything that I really need to like know. Uh, I loved it. I, yeah, I and mean, he he did he does that thing where like he, in that voice, he always like tells stories. Like he uses metaphors yeah. to like relate to what's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happening. I just I just think it went on a little too long. Yeah, that's but funny. then but then it's like once the shooting happens and it gets like like gets yeah. pared down it's like bare bones like straight back to season one scheming and yeah. shit like that i was so like oh good. shit um and then at the end when they both look at the camera yeah. i was like that's gonna be awesome next season so i was just talking about this with a friend of mine number one why is nobody talking about that that, <laughs> that uh oh, fuck, what's the last name um claire claire that claire also can break the fourth wall right Two, is that a new thing? Was it just to sell that moment, or is she going to be... I think she's going to be in on it. She's going to be in on it. I I hope she's going to be in on it now. I do, too. I would love to have them both do that. Um, But yeah, that's a big, like, deal. Yeah. In the world of that show, to bring another character into the Frank's head, like, narrative device. Because, like... That's a big decision, and no one's talking about it. (laughs) Every review of the fourth season is just like... Well, maybe it was great. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if it's a thing where no one wants to spoil it. You know. Yeah, maybe. But even the spoiler reviews are like. Oh really? Yeah, I read one uh, review of the last episode in particular, and they didn't mention it at all. That's really surprising. Which is weird because it's a possibly the biggest thing that's happened it's, in the show. Yeah, yeah, like other than him getting shot, it is yeah. the biggest thing that's ha- that's happened in the show. To bring it back to uh, yes. to real politics, I watched a a Ken Burns documentary about the Roosevelts on Netflix. Have you have you ever seen? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's, it's pretty recent, isn't it? It's very recent. Yeah. I just think it just came out last year, okay. but or 2014 maybe, which is a big deal for him because like he releases documentaries yeah. like every four years, every five years or something. Yeah, and it takes his sweet time. Oh Jesus, <laughs> it it's huge like each episode it's it's like a six six or seven part series hmm. and each one is an hour and a half long wow sometimes two hours like so, so it's, it's six movies it's six movies yeah it's the star wars all of yeah. the, the star wars movies right but better um <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> um no it's really good um and they i thought they were gonna do it like in a chronological way mm-hmm. of like you know Here's what happened to Teddy. Oh, now here's what ha- here's what happened to FDR. But they weave it in and out, and they show you how influential Teddy Roosevelt was on FDR. Hmm. Even though like they're from like two completely separate branches of a family. Yeah. Um, you always to, think of them as extremely separate people. Right, but they're not. They were actually. I'm, I'm not going to say extremely close, but mm. they were close. And uh, I, th- I think they're like fifth cousins is th- what they actually oh, okay. are. But um, they're very close. They actually held the same positions. Uh, hmm. Like uh, Teddy Roosevelt was an assemblyman. Um, then he became the secretary of the Navy. Then he became the governor of New York. Then he became the vice president. Then he became president. FDR was, he was, I don't think he was an assemblyman, but he became the assistant secretary of the Navy. Then he became the senator. Then he became the governor of New York. Then he became president. So it's like they held Hmm. 
fairly similar offices yeah. in their you know in their political careers. How many years apart are they? How many years apart is their presidencies? presidencies? Um, I think I am not entirely sure of this, but I think that uh, they are at least twenty five years apart. Right. Because um, Roosevelt was so like three or four presidents between them. Yeah. Well, there was there was Taft, Wilson, uh, Harding. Coolidge. You could literally say any. And Hoover. <laughs> any names that I would And then you. it was FDR. So it was five presidents. Okay. And even though they had, they were both of different parties, like Teddy Roosevelt was a Republican and FDR was a Democrat, they had very similar ideas about how government operated. Mm. You could, the only, I think the only reason uh, FDR became a Democrat in the first place was because his father was a Democrat. And his father died when he was fairly young and he held his father in very high regard. Mm. But he loved Teddy Roosevelt a lot. So mm. that's how, what got him into politics. But he became a Democrat because of his father, even though they had very similar ideas. And Teddy Roosevelt um, was extremely progressive, just like, like incredibly progressive and was very much an outsider uh, in politics hmm. when and they the the reason the only reason he became vice president was so that they could get him to shut up <laughs> like he was he was governor of new york for a year mm-hmm. and then the vice president uh they needed someone for the vice presidential ticket and they were like well the vice presidency is where careers go to die right so we'll sh- we'll make teddy roosevelt who do we want to shut up the yeah most? who do we yeah. want to shut up the most Teddy Roosevelt, because <laughs> nothing will happen yeah. to, uh, I think it was Garfield or Chester I, I, A. Arthur no, or something I'm like that. I'm terrible with presidents. Yeah, well, whatever whatever president yeah. was running then got shot and died, and now all of a sudden Teddy Roosevelt's the fucking president, and he starts yeah. changing shit immediately. Yeah. Like, he was like, he was a no-nonsense <laughs> dude. And uh, just picture all those like string pullers back then. Like, well, should have seen that shit coming. <laughs> They're what are like, the fucking odds? <laughs> like, like no one's been no one's been shot since Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, fuck me, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> like again with this shit. Can we get no better Secret Service in this motherfucker? Like, come on, the Some one gun, gun. control. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the second amendment we need teddy roosevelt out of office yeah. but um so he starts changing shit immediately like he started the national parks which yeah that sounds familiar yeah he started the national parks which would have never happened without him because he was a huge environmentalist and thought government even though he's a republican thought government should be much bigger than it actually is like mm. he wanted a strong federal government which you don't think of with modern day republicans yeah. So, meanwhile, FDR is like, fuck, I want a fucking strong government, too. And when he gets to the presidency, just fucking overhauls it. Like, like, like nobody's business. Like, everyone thought, like, huh. because, like, it was the Depression, and he starts kicking out all these government programs and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, the triple-lettered yeah, things. the alphabet soup or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And this is, this is why I wanted to start talking about this, because... The reason he was able to do that was because he was such a good politician. Like, I, I think if, if you look at Teddy Roosevelt's presidency, he had Congress on his side and he had just fucking balls the size of Wisconsin. Like he was he like he I think when they died, they said about him, uh, someone said about him, 
well, it's a good thing he was asleep when he died, because if if you were awake, there would have been a fight <laughs> between him and Death. <laughs> like that's how that's how fucking hardcore. That's, so <laughs> that's how fucking badass. I want someone to say that in my <laughs> Like uh, Teddy Roosevelt was. So he like he was just like executive ordering the shit out of everything. Hmm. And then same thing with FDR, where it was like. He had the he had Congress on his side. He and he wasn't so much of an outsider, so much as he knew how to play politics really well. Like yeah. he was an amazing politician, and that, I feel like people don't really talk about him that much in terms of like his politics. It's always like, oh my god, polio, and then like the depression. Like he took us out of the depression right. and, and then all Pearl that Harbor. Stuff. Yeah, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. But he doesn't really get like you see like all these political cartoons of him, and he's always smiling. Like his, <laughs> you see these political cartoons of him. And his face is always in the shape of a triangle because he's smiling all the huh. time. He just had a huge... Everybody loved him. All, like, all the people loved him. And people in Congress loved him. Not everyone, but most people loved yeah. him. But he had them on his side. So that when it came time to, like, doing all of these, like, executive orders right. and passing things through, he, yeah. he got them through, no problem. He was a game player. Exactly. And I feel like now that's what people forget a lot. It's like, if we want shit to change, you have to have people on your side. Like, you can't yeah. just say, like, fucking Bernie's going to do it for us. Like, yeah. he, y you need a seasoned politician in there to yeah. try and change things because they're going to get people on their side. Like, you're not going to get that cranky old man <laughs> yeah. to, to change things. Yeah, totally. Like, no, everyone, no one wants to listen to the cranky old man. Yeah. Believe me, I want the cranky old man in office. I want the cranky yeah. old man to change shit. I want everything he represents <laughs> yes. to come to fruition. But, but in terms of the actual day-to-day -day of making it happen, yeah, it's, you need... It's really, like, and that's what scares me a little bit about that he does have such a groundswell of support. I, like, again, I want him so bad. I want yeah. everything he does. Mm -hmm. I want every thought he has to be enacted. I want everything to go his way. Yeah. But I just feel like if that does happen, people don't realize that, it's going to be a it's going to be a fucking hard slog if yeah. there's still a Republican Congress. Like he's not going to be able to do yeah. shit with no. a Republican Congress. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean the it's the really sad thing, but it's like kind of the the ultimate result of this is like at the end of the day, we're gonna all we're really gonna get, no matter who wins, is another disappointing president. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the only thing that's happened every single time. Right. Yeah. Is that the president comes in and disappoints most people? Yeah, since like <laughs> because when? of the system. So <laughs> since like when the uh, Reagan like no since one? forever. I mean, yeah. So do you want someone who is going to get nothing done because of how much opposition there is, or do you right. want someone who like is enough has played the game enough to yeah. squeak some things by yeah. the opposition? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's really the fight. Is like total fuck the system. Or, well, let's try to unfuck the system from the inside. <laughs> right. And thing. I like, believe me, I like fuck the system. Yeah. I am all about fuck, fuck the system. Fuck the system feels really good. <laughs> and that's, that's why... Everybody likes fucking. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But no, seriously, that's, that's, why, that's why Bernie is like successful. Yeah. It's the same reason like Rage Against the Machine is a su successful band. Because right. it feels so fucking good to say right. like, fuck the system. But like... Right. This I, machine kills fascists. We know that. Yeah. Like... But at the same time, Rage Against the Machine broke up at one point, and then they formed Audio Slave, <laughs> yeah. and that didn't go so like well. They fucked as hard as they could. 
The system fucks back, man. Yeah, and then they became audio slaves. Like, <laughs> let's not forget that part of it. Like, at right, some point. Right. Yeah, that's a hard turn. That's a 180. <laughs> to rage against the machine. From rage against the machine to the audio slave. slaves. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's it for more than we can chew, I guess. That's a good place to yeah, wrap it sounds up. Sounds good. I'm Mike Mitchell. I'm John Comulato. Bye.